Hello, America, and everywhere else in the world. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Corey Has a Podcast. I am your host, Corey Easley. Hold on, let me put my phone on Do Not Disturb. Motherfuckers love calling you when you're doing something. You know when you ain't doing shit, your phone's dry, nobody's hitting you up. Everybody's doing something. Everybody's doing something when you ain't doing nothing. And then all of a sudden you get moving and people are just lighting you up. I get so anxious when my phone's in my pocket. And it's just like, yo, it drives me nuts. So I can't have notifications on um, for certain things. Like text is one thing because I feel like you kind of got to be ready for whatever. In today's world, anything could happen, right? But like emails, no notifications. I'll go open the email and see if I got something. Uh, Slack or any of that work stuff. Like I can't, like notifications, again, just... uh, just really give me anxiety in general. I can't have notifications for shit. So, um, although I do have the alarm on my phone setting is the one that goes, and sometimes I'll have random alarms set. And uh, if anything will give you anxiety, it's just randomly sitting in silence and then happening. Or waking up to that first thing in the morning at like 5.30 a.m. Um, is a little crazy sometimes. But uh, I'm like a half heavy sleeper, half light sleeper. So it kind of doesn't matter. So anyway, I'm actually, I recorded a podcast yesterday. Today's a new day. Today is, um, what is today? Today is uh, January 9th. I recorded a podcast on January 8th to be released on January 9th. Today is Monday. I... I'm about to go on a vacation. Okay, so what you what do you do when you go on a vacation? You record beforehand so you don't miss a week. I haven't missed a week since I started this fucking thing, right? Um, and I take pride in that because I, I I'm just I'm committal. I commit to things, right? If I'm non-committal, that means I just don't care about it. But um, you know, I go, I come on here and I talk, so this is important. So um. Yeah, I'm going away and um, I'm going to Miami for the first time ever in my life. I've been to Florida a million times. Not a million times, but I've been to Florida a few times. And I've been to Daytona. Daytona is ghetto as shit. I've been to Tampa. Tampa's nice. I've been to Orlando. The signs on the highway don't make any sense. Uh, I've been to... Not in the real world, anyway. I've been to... uh, Fort Lauderdale, uh, I think, kissing me. I don't know. But going to uh, Florida once again. At the end of the day, Florida is Florida, right? It just is what it is. But I hear that Miami has something a little better to offer, I suppose. But um, so I looked up this thing, and it's 11 fascinating facts about Miami. There's an article. You can actually go on the internet and look this up Um, on the web. Do people still call it that? Miami has the largest collection of Art Deco buildings. Makes sense. I saw the movie Scarface. I know what it looks like. Right? When When he goes in the beginning to get the money from the Colombians and, uh, and, and the cocaine, and uh, his his friend's arm gets chopped off with a chainsaw, 
and um, then his and he's all handcuffed in the in the tub. And then the guy with the chainsaw goes, now the leg, huh? And he goes to cut his leg off. And then Manolo comes in and blasts him with the fucking shotgun. And um, I don't I don't remember, actually, if it was a shotgun. But uh, then the guy hobbles out into the street because he gets shot. And then Tony Montana, a young Al Pacino in his 30s, chases this man onto the street in Miami and, sh- and shoots him and goes, okay, your turn. And then shoots him in front of a bunch of witnesses. And then gets in a car in front of a bunch of witnesses. And just drives off. With the money. And the yayo. And uh, that was in the beginning of the movie. And then for the next, I want to say, two hours and 50 minutes. It's a bunch of stuff like that. If (laughs) If you've never seen the movie Scarface. But anyway... Uh, the city was founded by a woman. Bet you didn't know that, did you? Bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow. One of Miami's many fascinating historical facts is that it was founded by Julia Tootle, also known as the city's mother. Julia relocated to what is now Miami in 1891 and purchased a square mile of land. She then persuaded railroad president Henry Flat Flager. There's one G, so I'm going to assume it's Flager. To extend the train to her land's site. Once completed, the ground on which she lived became suitable for creating a large urban settlement. And the construction of Miami began. In fact, Miami is the only city in the United States founded by a woman. Whoa, interesting. You can stick that in your back pocket. See, that's like when you go to a party and you're like, hey, actually, did you know that? And nobody knew it. Nobody knew it. Until now, if they listen to this podcast, um, Miami has the largest cruise ship port in the world. That makes sense. Also, fuck going on a cruise, right? That's just how I feel. People go on cruises all the time. I don't like being somewhere that I can't just go, you know what? I'm ready to leave. I'm leaving. And then just leave. You can't leave a cruise, right? You don't just have your own little boat on the side where you can go, you know what? This ain't for me anymore. You just got to stay on this boat the whole goddamn time. And truth be told, like, I saw the Titanic. We all did. Um, No thank you. Although, people survived. A lot of people died. But people survived, too. Uh, The first Burger King opened in Miami. My mom's, one of my mom's favorite restaurants is Burger King. I may have talked about this on the podcast before. She she likes Burger King. She loves 7-Eleven. She thinks that they have a great food selection. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm also not trying to diss my mom. That's just her taste. That's what she likes. I mean, what are you going to do? She's from a different time where they didn't know that uh, fucking Sunny Delight wasn't actually real orange juice. Um, some people call Miami the wreck creational diving capital. Wreck is spelled W-R-E-C-K creational. So it's a little play on words here. Um, there are over 75 shipwrecks in its waters. So you can go down there and go into a shipwreck. Like, so these cruise ships are just sailing over these Ships that have sank 
and people are swimming down. Also, what's up with the dolphins? The city is named after the Miami Miami tribe. I'm probably saying that wrong. Uh, Miami owes its name to the Miami tribe that lived in the area surrounding Lake Okeechobee. Okeechobee. Uh, Florida's, <laughs> Florida's inland lake. Until the 17th or 18th century, Miami meant big water. Also, during the early years of Miami's development, the city was known as Biscayne Bay Country. Interesting. Miami is known as the Magic City. Why? Whatever. Coconut Grove is Miami's longest. I'm getting bored of this. Coconut. <laughs> the city has the largest concentration of in- concentration of international banks in the U.S. Yo, that's what he did in Scarface. He went to this bank and it was, he had no problem cleaning up that money. You know what I'm saying? Little Havana has been named a national treasure. The population of Miami is 71.57% Hispanic. 0.57. That could change from day to day, can it? Uh, okay, blah, 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 blah. Whatever. Um, yeah, cool. I guess Miami's cool. I don't know. You know, I'm a New Yorker. But the thing about New York is when it gets winter time, there's some days where you're like, I could live somewhere else. You know, I appreciate the four seasons, but I also think on those days where I'm just fucking like, I got too much. I got too much. I got too many layers on. I got too many fucking emails coming in. I got a backpack on because I got fucking. This is the thing, right? I'm a coach. I'm a trainer. I'm an athlete. Like, I have squat shoes in my bag, which are heavy. I have trainers in my bag, which aren't typically heavy, but there's two pairs of shoes. And then I might also have a pair of running shoes in my bag, depending on the workout. On top of changes of clothes, a bottle of water, might have some other accoutrement. Uh, on me at all times and it's just like you just end up carrying around a bunch of shit you're layered up you just can't move you can't turn around you can't turn your head all around all the way around to see if somebody's walking up too close behind you i'm a fucking head on a swivel kind of person like i can't have i like i can't like if somebody's like walking too close behind me and shit i gotta I, you know i gotta like assess the situation I just, I don't like it. I'm not into that. So just having too much shit on you and with you uh, is, is it can get frustrating when it's 25 degrees and windy and dark at 5 p.m. And, you know, I also get bummed out, too, sometimes when I see like a homeless person in the winter, just like fucking really just with, you know. No shelter. Like, it's fucking cold. I'm over here like, I'm so cold. I'm so uncomfortable. I can't wait to be home. And I'm and I'm passing by motherfuckers who just don't even have anywhere to go. It's a real bummer. It's a real bummer. But anyway. So you go somewhere warm, right? To escape the, uh, the weather. Um, once I went to the Bahamas... In the winter time. And when I came back to New York. And the second I got off the plane. It was so windy. That I was just like fuck. Like 
it just kind of welcomes you back real quick, you know. But it's nice to get away. But it's nice to come back too. Like I'm a person. Like there's this song where um, I live a life I deserve. Bless where Big Sean says that, and he goes, "Fuck a vacay. I feel better at work." Um, I do like to work. I do like to be in my routine. I'm not a huge like, let me travel here, let me travel here all the time kind of person. Like I've just never been that kind of person because I like to be like in my rhythm and in my day to day. Um, but it's nice to go go somewhere. Right? It's nice to get out for a second. It's nice to just not be working for a minute. You know, you come back recharged and then you're able to just be your best and deliver your best. Um, that's just what it's about. Um, and that's nice too. You know, I I think about it like a lot of my life revolves around training. And it's like not only like obviously like I train people, but I like my own training. Like in terms of like the way I treat my body, the way I am always making sure I'm hydrated, the way I'm always conscious of what time it is when I get home towards the end of my day like all right you're going to bed at this time you're going to bed at this time like giving myself a bedtime has been really important for me especially like because all it revolves around is me having a really good training session the next day right all it revolves around is like me showing up and being present and alert and not feeling like a piece of shit front of the people that I I need to show up for, right? Because a huge part of my job is having the energy to give to people who are walking in. Like, I love training. I love being in the gym. Whether I feel great or not, I love being there. But there's, you know, I'd like to also be there for the people who this isn't really their lifestyle. They just want to get healthy. They want to gain confidence. They want to change their bodies. They want to feel strong. They want to live longer, right? So you got to kind of like keep them into it right you gotta keep them like feeling like they're doing the right thing because they are um so i can't i can't like give the best service if i'm not at my best duh so therefore i am at my best so when people go hey Corey, do you want to come uh to dinner and i'm like fucking well what time right because if i go to dinner with you at 7 or 8 p.m which, by the way, around that time, I'd like to start thinking about getting ready for bed, doing my nighttime routine, making my overnight oats, brushing my teeth, right? Getting comfortable. Because if I fall asleep at like 8 o'clock, I would love that. If I fall asleep at like 8.30, love it. Um, but people invite, and I'm just like, no, I don't want to I don't want to do that because it's going to interfere with my day tomorrow. And there was a point in my life where I would look at the clock. I would be out sitting at the bar and I'd look at my my watch and be like, oh, look, it's it's only 11. It's not not even that late yet. Because I didn't really care about tomorrow. In fact, I wasn't really stoked about tomorrow. Like I wasn't looking forward to going to my retail job. So I was like, I guess I'll just be a little hungover and drink a bunch of coffee and water and energy drinks in the morning so I can kind of get myself back to zero probably by like 1 p.m. and then start to feel good, maybe have another midday coffee and start thinking about what bar I meet my friends at tonight because this is my lifestyle, right? And um, 
what I think about now is like, I'm excited to get up in the morning. When I was a little kid, every year on Christmas Eve, I would never fall asleep. It was just, I was so excited because I couldn't wait for Christmas. Even though Christmas morning kind of was the end of it. Like once it passed, (laughs) once it passed like noon, it was just like, all right, Christmas is over. But uh, I was so excited no matter what. And um, now I feel that way like about what I'm going to do at the gym tomorrow. Like I, I feel like that all the time. I feel like that all the time. And lately I've been going on social media and sharing a lot of uh, posts from these like sober pages that I follow. And it's like a huge community. I was talking to a buddy of mine. I'm not going to say his name, but I was talking to a buddy of mine. And um, he's probably not going to listen to this, but whatever. And he's talking about how he's just tired of these hangovers and they're not getting any better no matter how much or little he drinks. And I'm like, well, your body doesn't want it. Your body does not want you to have alcohol. (laughs) So you're doing it. And I told him, I said, man, it's such a huge part of our lives. And I used to party with this dude back in the day. Like we would fucking go hard. And um, we're talking and I was just like, it's one of those things where for me, I don't I didn't know like the rules of like how I was going to get away from it. I just knew I was really unhappy with myself and I had to like go into hiding essentially and I became very lonely and it was uh it was a long fucking hard road and um eventually you just kind of have to deal with all of your feelings without uh numbing the pain or making your thoughts kind of like i just felt like my brain was just a bowl of mashed potatoes because i would make it become that on purpose so i didn't have to deal with certain things and um when you just have to like endure all of your feelings and feel all your feelings and live in that space and live in that discomfort, um, it kind of makes certain things that you thought were a big deal seem like they're not as much of a big deal as you may have thought or like they kind of just force you to do something about what it is or like face your feelings like. I don't know. I mean, I also got into therapy as well. But um, yeah, like I like the idea of people that I know that I used to drink and party with wanting to talk to me about um, how they also have been like thinking about stepping away from the booze because it's honestly still till this day, till this day, my favorite uh, decision that I've made in the last couple of years. I'm super proud of it. I'm super proud of myself. Um and it just also just feeds into the lifestyle. I can't be this fitness professional person that people look up to and aspire to be like um, on a on a, just a health level. Not necessarily anything else. Like I'm not trying to sit here and act like I'm some fucking icon or something like that. But um, I don't. I want to lead by example. I don't want to be one of those people that just like talks the talk and doesn't walk the walk. Right. So. I do it and I show you that people doing things in front of you. I love seeing somebody accomplish something because it just proves that it can be done. 
and I'm doing this thing right here and I'm just like, yo, you can do it too. Trust me. And if you need to talk to somebody about it, talk to me. Talk to me. I don't even care. If you're a stranger and you're like, yo, I want to quit booze or I want to talk about my drinking or my drug use, feel free to talk to me about it. I'd love to hear more. Um, We are all in this shit together, right? So... I'll let your boy, but um, I'm going to leave you guys on this. Um, Just assume that I'm having a great time. All right. I love you all. Be safe. Take care of yourself. Take care of the people you love. And I'll talk to you soon. Later.